Well, good evening and praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. To all our listeners in the United States, welcome once again. And to every one of our listeners in every other country on the globe, we're honored and privileged to have you join us. You could have listened to anywhere, but you found us here. Welcome every one of you to Marriage and Family Clinic. In Southern Virginia, we're coming to you on WGPL 1350, WPCE 1400. Those are on your AM dial. And on your FM dial, you can find us at WBXB 100.1. You can also catch the live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. And that's 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday. Catch that live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. And if you would like to hear this or any other broadcast, any other episode in the Marriage and Family Clinic series, you can find my podcast simply by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges. Just search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Uh, You will find us there. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick. And ultimately, we really want to help you repair and grow and even perfect your marriage and your family relationships. Raise your hand out there if you don't need help in at least one family relationship. I imagine if I ask you to raise your hands, if you don't need help in your marriage, I won't see many hands go up. We're here to help you. Well, you know, I've been really busy over the last few weeks. Uh, I've been able to interview several special guests to hopefully share some important tidbits of information with you, extend some wisdom to you. Our special guests have addressed early childhood education, early childhood uh, values, the value of Christian education. We've talked about education overall. Our special guests have discussed marriage from a wife's point of view, marriage from a husband's point of view. You know, we have been really busy over the last eight weeks or so with special guests. And I don't know about you, but I have enjoyed it thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And these episodes have been chocked full of wisdom and insight. As a matter of fact, I received some feedback from one listener who said that she got married for the first time when she was 58 years old and now she's 71. But the episode that she listened to with the ladies dealing with marriage from the wife's point of view, that helped her so much. Mm. That helped her so much. She got married for the first time at 58. Now she's 71. But that episode helped her so much. And I hope and pray, I really hope and pray that all of these episodes are equally and even more valuable to you wherever you're listening from. You and other listeners all around the world, wherever you're listening from, I hope these episodes are equally valuable to you also. I want you to know also that we've been coming to you all the way from Japan We've been coming to you all the way from Japan for the last few weeks, last few months, as a matter of fact. I'm going to be living in Japan for a couple of years, but we're still able to uh, reach out to you. And today, today, I want to move on today now and deal with something that really eggs me. 
eggs me on, something that irritates me, itches me, just rubs me the wrong way, rubs me raw. Uh, oh my goodness. I don't mean, and, and when I talk about this, I really don't mean to sound self-righteous. I really don't mean to sound uppity. And believe me, I am not looking down on people, anybody. But I want to deal with something that's a pretty big issue to me. Uh, however, it doesn't seem like it's a big issue to a whole lot of people in the world, especially in the Western world. The issue I'm talking about can be summed up in two words. What I'm talking about can be summed up in two words. Uh, social comportment. Social comportment. That's what I want to talk about. And that's just a really nice, fancy way of referring to the way that a person carries himself or carries herself, the way that a person behaves themselves in public, social comportment. And, and I don't even have time to address this issue uh, at length. I don't have time to address all of the elements of what I'm talking about, but I, I want to talk about one element of it. And that's just the way that we carry ourselves and even the way that we dress. Have you ever noticed how the Queen of England is always very reserved in her public behavior? As a matter of fact, all the members of the royal family, they're taught to carry themselves in a certain way. They adhere strictly to this code of behavior. There's this code of conduct among the royal family. Oftentimes they seem quite stiff and rigid. They walk a certain way. They stand a certain way. They hold their hands a certain way. They're careful about public displays of affection. They don't do it. They don't jest and they don't joke in public. For the royal family, it's all about the way they appear in public. For the royal family, it's about the crown. It's all about them representing the crown. And everything that they do in public is about protecting and preserving the aura of the crown. They live for the crown, even when it's uncomfortable. Now, for the royal family, they take this social comportment thing to the nth degree. I mean, they are way out there. And I'm not suggesting today that everybody become a bunch of stoic, non-effect, stuck-up people who can't have a good time in public. No, that's not what I'm going to be saying. But what I am suggesting is that the way we present ourselves in public matters. It matters. The way we present ourselves in public, the way we behave, the way we talk, the way we act, the way we carry ourselves... And the way that we dress, the way we behave, the way we would carry ourselves in public, it matters. And everything is not okay. Every behavior, every look, every fashion, every choice, they are not okay. Some behaviors and mannerisms, some fashion choices are just inappropriate. They are inappropriate. Now, I know already I'll probably turn some people off with what I'm getting ready to say. 
Some of you may tell me that I have no business saying the things that I'm getting ready to say. Some of you tell me, keep my nose in my own business, mind my own business. There may even be some of you who would turn me off altogether. But here's the point I'm trying to make. There is such a thing as decency. As difficult as that may sound. And it's not being judgmental. It's not casting a dispersion on anybody. I'm simply saying there is such a thing as decency. And in my book, quite frankly, quite honestly, it's not difficult to define decency. We don't need a lot of discussion around the subject. We don't need to talk about it and debate it a long time. We don't need to, and we certainly don't need to engage in, 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 in fusses and fights and, and get angry over the issue or anything like that. I know people are going to do whatever they want to do. I guarantee you somebody is going to be touched, convicted, and challenged by this presentation, while somebody is going to be hardened even the more in their current perspective. It goes both ways. But we just don't need to discuss it a long time. We don't need to beat around the bush. Listen, folks, there is such a thing as decency. And again, some behaviors, some mannerisms, a whole lot of fashion choices, they are just inappropriate. Oh, my goodness. A few days ago, I went to the commissary. Uh, that's the grocery store on the military base, the commissary. And the woman who entered the commissary just before me was, in my humble opinion, dressed inappropriately. I don't know if you're familiar with the shorts that women wear when they're playing volleyball. Those are some really, some really tight, really shorts, really grip you everywhere around the midsection. Shorts. They're more like underwear, actually. Women's briefs. That's what they're more like. Well, the young lady who entered the commissary just before me, this is what she wore. And, and I'm not going to go into any more of the gory details. And for all of you who are saying, well, you didn't have any business looking. Let me tell you something. Not seeing that was kind of like trying to ignore the sun. You can't ignore something that's all in your face. Then a couple of days later, I went to the bank. And there was a young lady who entered just before me going into the bank. <clears throat> and she had on some really small, some really short, some really loose gym shorts. Oh my goodness. There was no way she could bend over and remain legal. She couldn't even stoop down and remain legal. She was barely legal standing straight up. I'm telling you, that's inappropriate. It's one thing to wear these things, the little short shorts, the volleyball type shorts that look actually like underwear or briefs. It's one thing to wear those when you're in the gym working out or when you're actually in the gym playing volleyball. It's one thing to wear those in those places where they are appropriate. But to go to the grocery store and to wear them to the bank, 
that's a lack of a sense of decency. Then there are the pajamas, the leggings, the see-through clothing, etc., etc., etc. I could go on with this list. You should get what I'm talking about by now. You should get what I'm talking about by now. I see too much, and you see it too. I see so much of this stuff on a daily basis. I really wonder what makes folks think this is okay. What makes a person look in the mirror before they leave home and say, this is okay? Or do they even bother looking in the mirror before they leave home? Before they decide that this is okay. And this is not restricted to women either. This is not restricted to women. I don't know of many things more tragic than a man walking around in public with his pants situated below his rear end. I just don't know of anything much more tragic than that. To me, it is a total lack of self-respect and a total lack of other respect. When I was growing up as a child, my mother, my grandmother... Other older folks, they would say, you showing your behind. And that was slang. That was code for your misbehaving. But we have any number of young men who are showing their behinds by wearing their pants situated below their rear end. It's a terrible sight to see men walking like there's some stuck up in them as they try to hold up their pants by walking with their legs gapped wide open. It's equally terrible for men to come out in public wearing the sleeveless undershirts. Those are not appropriate to wear in public. Again, if you're going, if you're at home, that's one thing. Or if you're in a place where that's appropriate, I don't know where, but if you're in a place where that's appropriate, but that's another thing. But the grocery store, the bank, the shopping center, the mall, those things are not appropriate. And it's even pathetic, the slang name that's given to those types of t-shirts, wife beaters. I'm not going to refer to my t-shirt as a wife beater. We just lose or we don't have or we're lacking a sense of decency. I know I may sound old-fashioned and out of date, but it's real anyhow. And believe it or not, I was kind of surprised to hear the actress and stand-up comedian Monique share some of the same views. Now, I've never heard Monique to be righteous. She's never claimed to be righteous. She's never claimed uh, to be a child of God. I, I haven't heard it. And I'm not saying she is or she is not. I just haven't heard it. But Lord knows her stand-up routines are rated triple R, quadruple R. And even in the video I'm getting ready to discuss, she used several choice words. Yet she felt compelled to use her public platform to try and influence some of the young women who just don't seem to understand the concept of decency. Regarding the idea of decency and inappropriate dress, Monique talked of when she was in the airport of Atlanta a couple of times. She said she saw two minutes to count. Two minutes to count. What did she see? She saw so many young sisters at the airport in bonnets and slippers and headscarves and blankets wrapped around them. 
I do a good amount of traveling. I do a good amount of flying. And I tell you, in the United States of America, there is no shortage of people traveling inappropriately dressed. Then Monique posed the question, the heart-gripping question. She posed the deep question, and I quote, I'm quoting Monique here. When did we lose pride in representing ourselves? And she continued, when did we step away from let me make sure I'm presentable when I leave my home. Now, this is Monique. And she added the kicker. Let me make sure I'm representing the family I created so that if I'm out in the street, I look like I have pride in myself. This is Monique. And she concluded uh, uh, her presentation with the encouragement to Always have pride in your representation of you. When we see you, what we see helps us to make up our minds about you. And some of you smart ones out there, well, people should know me for my mind. Yeah, but oftentimes the way that we dress turns people away from what's going on in our minds. The way that we dress becomes such a turnoff that people never get to know what's going on in our minds. I hope you're hearing me today. And personally speaking, just, just personally speaking, I appreciate Monique's effort in trying to get a message to mainly our younger people. It's mainly our younger folks. Because we have a couple of generations out there that believe it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing. And let me tell you something. Dressing any kind of way, exposing the parts of your body, leaving nothing to imagination, uh, uh, wearing your pants below your behind, that's not a black thing. That's simply an indecent thing. That's what that is. But some of our younger generations think it's a cultural thing to enter the public square in any type of appearance. And I know it's not yesteryear. I know it's not yesteryear, and I'm not suggesting that we would do what we used to do uh, when I was growing up as a child, when men would always dress up when they left the house. And I remember grandma and them, they would dress up, put on dresses, and look really decent when they were going to the bank or to pay bills. You, they got dressed up to go pay the water bill, the light bill, to go to the bank. They dressed. And it earned them some, some measure of respect. But I'm not saying that, that uh, uh, men should wear suits whenever they leave the house. And I'm not saying that women should be totally made up and, and wear an evening gown and, and high heels and, and put all their makeup on and, and dress like you're going to a fancy party just because you're leaving the house and going to the grocery store. Come on, come on, come on. Let's be reasonable here. You know good and well that's not what I'm saying. And I know some people are going to say that I'm out of my lane. I know you're going to tell me that I'm out of my lane. But when we step out of the house, we should be presentable, respectable, put together well, all our body parts properly held in place. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. It's just indecent to see some of the things that we see by way of people's dress. 
and the Hollywood's award shows are the biggest circus in town. That's the biggest circus in town. Looks like it's a contest to, 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 to see who can wear the most revealing clothing. And to wear some of the things that they wear. How do you dress like that and walk in front of your children? How do you, oh my goodness. I don't want to be too graphic, so I'm not going to describe it all. But you can imagine. Remember the shot of Lakim years ago? Where there was just a patch covering her bosoms? The whole bosom can be exposed except for the one area that's about three inches in diameter. You understand what I'm saying if you're listening to me. Something's wrong with that idea. There's a contest at these award shows to see who can wear the most revealing clothing, who can reveal the most and remain legal, who can reveal the most and remain acceptable. And actually everything is revealed. There is nothing left to the imagination. And that's the type of silliness, that's the type of indecency that influences our young men and women. Even some of these men are wearing fancy dresses. Oh my goodness, come on. I was listening to the presiding bishop of the Church of God in Christ preach uh, official day message this morning. He said, we used to have hardworking men and pretty women. And now we have pretty men and hardworking women. Something's wrong with our sense of decor. Something is wrong with our sense of decency to leave nothing to the imagination. This is influencing our young men and our young women. I wonder what the thought process is that some of these folks go through when deciding what to wear. How do you look in the mirror and say to yourself, they can see everything but that particular part, so I'm okay. Get an okay from your young child. How do you teach your child to cover up when they see you walk out of the house with everything exposed? I don't know how we expect. Oh, I know I'm getting ready to get in it now. I know I'm getting ready to step off in it now. But I don't know. I don't know how we expect for young men to respect young women when we have these young women exposing everything in public. Young men, I don't know how, why you would expect a woman to respect you with your pants hanging off your behind. I just don't get it. I, I just don't get it. And, and let me tell you something. Don't even go down the road of me blaming women for men's inappropriate behavior. Don't even go there. Don't even try that. Don't even try that. I'm talking about decency. A sense of decency. I would never blame a woman. A woman could walk down the street or run down the street stark naked. And a man has no right to touch her. That's her business. But that does not take away from the truth, the reality, that there is such a thing as 
decency. I heard one of the best addresses to this particular issue in the movie, in the movie Face Off. Now, now Face Off was the movie where uh, 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 Nicolas Cage assumed John Travolta's identity and John Travolta assumed Nicolas Cage's identity. I, I can't remember their names, uh, uh, their screen names, but John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, they were the uh, actors. And John Travolta was the criminal, assumed Nicolas Cage's identity, and became the father who's married with a daughter. John Travolta's character was living in Nicolas Cage's house with his family. And the daughter was going out to a party one night, and she was dressed in some really skimpy, revealing clothes. I mean really skimpy, revealing clothes. John Travolta, being the criminal that he was, still thought they were indecent. Now, he's a killer. But he still thought that she was indecent. So he stopped her and asked where she was going, dressed the way that she was dressed. John Travolta tried to explain to her the value of dressing properly. And they had some words back and forth. They had words back and forth. But John Travolta summed the matter up with this illustration. He said to the young teenage lady, if you dress like it's Halloween, you draw the ghouls. <laughs> Please don't let that get by you. That's all I'm saying. If you dress like it's Halloween, you draw the ghouls. Folks, the way we dress is important. The way we carry ourselves is important. The way we behave in public is important. How we interact with people is important. How we treat people, it's all important. And you know, for the longest time, we had a problem with dress in the church. How many of you heard the church teach that women couldn't wear pants or makeup? We found out that really wasn't what was on God's mind. It's not what's on God's mind. But at the risk of sounding preachy, remember this is a Christian program, at the risk of sounding preachy, I do find the best guidance for dress, for public presentation of oneself, I do find the best guidance in the Bible. Keep this in mind. The Bible doesn't say exactly how to dress, so I won't try and tell people how to dress. However, the Bible does use one word that helps a whole lot. And that word is modest. That word is modest. Now, that word is subject to definition. That word is subject to explanation. That word even has a little bit of ambiguity to it. But the word is modest. And here's what I will say about it. When we can see body parts, it's no longer modest. If a person cannot bend over for concern of exposing themselves, it's no longer modest. When we can see more underwear than outerwear, it's no longer modest. When, when all of the bosom is exposed, except for the approximately three to four inch in diameter part of the bosom, it's no longer modest. I, I, I'll say this just because I think it's easy to imagine. I, I'm going to say something right here just because it's easy to imagine. If you have to shimmy 
When you stand up to get your dress in an acceptable position, it's no longer modest. If there is nothing left to the imagination, it's no longer modest. My goodness. And you know, of course, like everything else that has to do with how we express ourselves, the fix is at home. The fix starts at home. Children will grow up learning how to present themselves in public based on how they learn self-respect, self-worth, pride, and dignity at home. Children will learn how to respect their bodies at home. Moms and dads, believe me, if you don't teach it at home, they will learn it in the streets. They're going to learn it in the streets, but they're going to get it somewhere. Moms and dads, model appropriate dress. Moms and dads, you don't dress at age 30 and 40 the same way you did at 16 and 18. It's not decent. It's just uncalled for. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't deal with this whole subject. I cannot deal with this at length and in depth. But if you don't get it, if you still don't get it, if you just don't get it, remember this right here. If you dress like it's Halloween, you draw the ghouls. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen, I am all out of time. I am all out of time. You've been listening to this episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. We've been talking about public deportment, social comportment. Uh, the program, this program exists to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We want to help you in your marriage and your family. Find, help you find out what makes you tick and ultimately help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Let me tell you something. You can listen to this or any other episode on my podcast. Simply search Bishop C.D. Hodges. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, Spotify. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges. You'll find us there. And listen, above all, remember this. Do yourself a favor. Don't try to have peace without the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.